0: Today's episode of the Nick Bob Podcast NCAA Tournament Bracket Preview is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. You know, a new door, new set of windows can do a lot of things for you. It can totally change the look and the feeling and the vibe of your home. Plus, it can add value to your home and make your home more energy efficient. Pella checks all those boxes and then some. Turn your window and door remodeling dreams into a reality with Pella. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. Dot com and the very special edition of the Nick Bob Podcast Bracket Preview is brought to you by my good pals at Runza. If you haven't done it, how dare you? It would be a great thing to eat while you're watching the NCAA tournament. The all-new Ruben Runza sandwich is available at all Runza locations. Everything you love about a Ruben Runza wrapped up inside the greatness of a Runza sandwich. So get to Runza today and try the new Ruben Runza. And while you're there, Tell them your pal, your buddy, your BFF, Nick Ba sent you. All right, NCAA tournament is set, and in this podcast, I'm going to be previewing the West region. I'm going to pick every single game, every game. So buckle up, sit back, relax. This is going to be fun. Here we go. So in the West region, you have Gonzaga. Uh, They're the one seed, and they're the number one overall seed in the tournament. And I feel like Gonzaga got a really favorable Region, Because think about this. Think about this. The two-seed, three-seed, and four-seed in this region are all teams that Gonzaga's already played and beaten. And in all reality, when you look at all three of those games, dominated them. The two-seed is Iowa, the three-seed is KU, and the four-seed is Virginia. Not to mention, oh, by the way, Kansas and Virginia are dealing with big, massive COVID issues right now. I mean, Kansas might be without three of their... Two, for sure, two of their most impactful players. So not only is Gonzaga the best team, and they are by a mile, they, in my opinion, have the easiest region and path to the Final Four, which is a little unfortunate because, obviously, Gonzaga is going for history. They're undefeated, entering the NCAA tournament at 26-0. They're trying to become the very first team since the 1976 Indiana Hoosiers to run the table, go undefeated, and win a national championship. And it... it you were hoping that in that quest in the tournament, they wouldn't play teams they've already played, right? I mean, there's a chance that two of their teams that that they see in their region are teams they've already played. But we'll we'll, we'll see what ends up happening. Um, so, uh, listen, as far as uh, I told you, I'm going to pick every game. Norfolk State over App State. There you go. There's the, uh, the playing game for the 16 seed for the opportunity to get their brains beat in by Gonzaga. So I got, obviously, one seed Gonzaga hammering the 16 seed Norfolk State. That's my pick. And then... Let's go to the 8-9 game, Oklahoma and Missouri. So, you know, when you're when you're a college basketball analyst like me on for Fox Sports 1, you sometimes get a little uh jaded if you see a team in person. You 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 either can see him and not like them. Like, I did, I, I, I did an Arizona State game two years ago, and I didn't like them. Everybody, everybody was drooling over Arizona State. I'm like, these guys are not very good. Well, everybody kind of anointed him as like a darling this year. Arizona State was terrible. Like, so sometimes it can go the opposite way. You see someone live, you're like, I don't really like this team. To me, it went the other way with Missouri. I, I called Missouri, I think it was their second game of the year. They played at, uh, Oregon in Omaha. And I was on the call for the game and I was really impressed. I, I've I was really impressed with their personnel. Um, you know, I thought they were athletic, they were deep. Um that now they've stumbled a bit down the stretch here, but this is a team that's that's experienced, they're old, they they have the seventh most minutes return from last year. Tillman is a load inside. Xavier Pinson is a super athletic point guard. Mark and Drew Smith are pretty damn good players. And then on the other side, Oklahoma's really—they've they, had some high highs, but they've really started to struggle down the stretch. And they're a team that I saw in person a year ago when when Oklahoma played at Creighton, and I didn't—I didn't love them in person. I didn't love them in person. They—they've Oklahoma now this year. They've lost five of their last six games. Their only win is over a bad Iowa State team who's just fired their coach. So I'm going to take Missouri over Oklahoma. Okay, 5-12 game, 5 seed versus 12 seed. You got Creighton and UC Santa Barbara. Now, I've noticed that this is kind of a a trendy upset pick for a lot of people. A lot of people are picking uh, UC Santa Barbara to beat Creighton. And I just, I don't know, I don't see it that way. I think there are a lot of people that are, you know, aren't closely following Creighton and they've only seen two big stories or two big events over the last month. You had the Greg McDermott drama with, which is, with, with his unfortunate comments in, after the Xavier game in late February to the team that obviously created a bunch of issues. They, people are, saw that, and then they saw Georgetown blow the doors off Creighton in the Big East tournament championship game. And to me, a lot of people are combining those two things and thinking Creighton's done, Creighton's toast, it's over for them, they stink. And I just don't see it that way. Again, Creighton rocked Butler on senior day in the last regular season game of the, uh, of the year. Had arguably then their most complete game of the entire season, hammering Butler again in the quarterfinals, scored 87 points. I mean, they were awesome. And then they won a tough, gritty, grinded-out physical game over a really good UConn team in the semifinals. And then just for whatever reason, laid an egg versus Georgetown. I mean, they were awful against Georgetown. And I know, I know, Nick Baugh, Creighton Homer, but I like Creighton in this game quite a bit. I do. Marcus Zagorowski has played like an All-American guard in the last month, and when he's playing well, Creighton is tough to beat. And, you know, you, you think about it, this group was the Big East regular season champs a year ago. They returned five of their top six scores. They were going to be probably a two-seed in the NCAA tournament, and the core is back. And I just – I think this this moment is two years in the making for Zagorowski, Ballock, uh, Damian Jefferson, Denzel Mahoney, Christian Bishop – and I think they're 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 locked in and ready to to make some noise. Now I've watched uh, I've I've watched some some UC Santa Barbara tape and they're impressive. They're loaded with transfers, and listen, they've won eighteen of their last nineteen games. And they got the Big West Player of the Year in Jacory McLaughlin, who's a really good player. They run him off a bunch of screens, both on the ball and pin downs. Denzel Mahoney will have to guard him and chase him and be ready to lock him up off screens, like he did James Booknight. Uh, But he's a good player. They got a really big, a really good big guy inside who can draw fouls, which is one of the biggest concerns for me with Christian Bishop. Uh, But I just, I don't think UC Santa Barbara's ball screen defense is great. I think Creighton's gonna be able to get what they want out of their half court ball screen stuff. And you know, the bottom line, UC Santa Barbara hasn't seen a team that plays at the pace that Creighton does. I think it's gonna be a good game, but I got Creighton over UC Santa Barbara. All right, the 4 four thirteen game, Virginia and Ohio. Now, normally I would take Virginia and not even think twice. But there are two things here. Number one, I don't think this Virginia team is great on the wings, right? They don't have a DeAndre Hunter. You know, they, they don't have a Kyle Guy or a Ty Jerome. Now, they're good in the front court with Jay Huff and, 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 and Sam Hauser. And they got a really experienced point guard who's got a, a title ring at Kia Clark. The biggest reason I'm, I'm really, really torn right now is COVID. I mean, think about this. Virginia, so Virginia had to withdraw from the ACC tournament. Virginia can't practice until Thursday. They won't travel to Indianapolis until Friday. And, you know, some of their roster is still in contact tracing, isolation. So who knows what you're going to get from Virginia. So, you know what, because of all of that, I'm going to take Ohio with the upset here. And remember the name Jason Preston for Ohio. Dude has game. Earlier this year, he played at Illinois and had like 33 maybe, 31 or 33 points and almost single-handedly beat Illinois. This dude could be a a pro. He's really, really good. So I'll take Ohio in the upset over Virginia, mainly because of COVID. Who knows what the hell you're going to get out of Virginia with this disjointed of a week and, and all that playing game for the 11 seed Wichita State and Drake um I feel like due to my loyalty and love for Darren DeVries who I've known for 20 years he was an assist he's been an assistant coach at Creighton for almost two decades before he took the job at Des Moines against uh, or with Drake and you know I, he was an assistant coach when I played I love that guy um and you know here's the thing Drake should be getting their leading scorer back for the tournament he's been out for almost 10 games and here's the thing you got to realize when 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 he's in the lineup. Drake is 19 and 1. 19 and 1. So I got Drake over Wichita State in that playing game. Um so then the 6-11 game is USC and Drake. I think Evan Mobley, this guy for USC, 7-footer, freshman, he's going to be a top 10 pick in the NBA draft, maybe a top 5 pick. One of the most probably under-talked about, under-discussed elite players in the country. Like, sometimes the Pac-12, playing on the West Coast, playing at you know 9 o'clock tips, Central Time or 10 o'clock Eastern Time. Like, people don't see him enough. But Evan Mobley is awesome. And I've always said the biggest difference between mid-majors, Drake, and high majors, USC, is actually the big guys. Great guards are kind of everywhere. But it's the big guys. I love Coach DeVries. I really like Drake, but they haven't seen anyone like Evan Mobley. And so I'm going to take USC. The 314 game, Kansas and Eastern Washington. Again, usually it's a no-brainer. You don't give it a second of thought. You just advance KU. But, man, KU's dealing with some COVID issues, too. Again, they had to withdraw from the Big 12 tournament. Jalen Wilson arguably their best player, is out for this opening weekend. David McCormick, Kansas's big man, who's really come on and played well the last month, he tested positive for COVID before the Big 12 tournament, so he might not be able to play this weekend. And, oh, by the way, Eastern Washington's best player is their big man, Tanner Groves, who is the Big Sky Player of the Year. He's a load. He's a big, big dude. So this game's going to be sneaky tough. And I honestly wouldn't be shocked if Kansas lost this game. I wouldn't be, but man, I just, I got to think Bill Self, his coaching, his experience, combined with Marcus Garrett, Oche Abaji, Christian Brown, I got to assume they're going to be able to, to grind one out, but with Kansas and COVID, like it's a little concerning. It's a little concerning right now. KU feels really vulnerable just like Virginia is. But I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with KU and a close one. The 7-10 game, Oregon and VCU. I love Oregon, man. I, I do. I, I I think this team is so, so underseeded. I mean, they've dealt with injuries and COVID all year. For the vast majority of the season, they haven't had their full strength, healthy lineup together on the floor at the same time. But now they are all healthy and they're all on the floor at the same time. Look out. Chris Duarte, an All-American, Will Richardson, the lefty point guard, LJ Figueroa, the St. Jan- John's transfer, Eugene Omaruri, the Rutgers transfer, Eric Williams, the Duquesne transfer. I mean, those 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 five guys, big time. Big time good players. Now, VCU's no joke. Their pressure defense is legit. They're going to full court press a little bit. But I like Oregon a lot. I think Oregon wins. Uh the 215 game, Iowa and Grand Canyon. Uh, I like Iowa a lot in this one. Grand Canyon does have a, a front line that could make things interesting, kind of. But come on. Iowa, Luka Garza, they they march the second round of the tournament. Okay. So that's that's the first round in the West region. Let's go to the second round. The one seed versus the nine-seed, Gonzaga and Missouri. Again, Gonzaga. They check all the boxes. They're the best team in the tournament by a mile. We know about Corey Kispert. We know about Drew Timmy. But the guy who's about to become a household name is Jalen Suggs, a McDonald's All-American freshman point guard. If you were watching the West Coast Conference title game against BYU, and listen, Gonzaga was on the ropes big time. When it was nut-cutting time, when it was crunch time, when it was who's-the-alpha-male time, it was Jalen Suggs. He took over. And I think Suggs in this spot is going to be able to rise up and so I got Gonzaga over Missouri. The the five seed, 13 seed now for me, Creighton and Ohio. I think Creighton, who has never been to the Sweet 16, is finally going to punch through the – burst through that door. Mainly because I think for, for the first time in what seems like a while, they got a favorable situation with Virginia's COVID situation. I think the UC Santa Barbara matchup's a decent one. And, you know, Ohio isn't great on the defensive end of the floor. 174th-ranked defense efficiency, according to Ken Palm. I think Creighton's pace is something that teams that, d- that don't see Creighton all the time are a little bit overwhelmed by. This team's really good in the open floor. I think Marcus Zagorowski has a big opening weekend for Creighton, and I think Creighton punches through to the Sweet 16. So I got the Blue Jays winning. The three seed versus six seed. We got USC and KU. I like USC. I think this is where the COVID issues catch up to USC. I think, I think KU's COVID issues are, are going to give them issues, but they're just going to be good enough to get past Eastern Washington. They're not going to be good enough to get past uh, USC. You know, if if Kansas doesn't have Dave McCormick and, and, and they got to deal with, you know, Evan Mobley inside, good luck. Good luck. And listen, I I mean, I played for Bill Self. I love Bill Self, but yeah, I think even coach Self would admit this team is not overly talented and, They're dealing with COVID. They just kind of feel ripe for an upset and to get picked off in the first weekend. So I'm going to take USC to the Sweet 16. All right, two-seed Iowa versus seven-seed Oregon. going to be a great game. This is maybe the game I'm most excited about in this entire region. Great matchup versus two teams who both play a matchup zone But that's kind of where the similarities end. Because they are built so different personnel-wise. Luca Garza, who is a load to deal with inside. But here's the thing. Iowa isn't great on defense. And I've seen Iowa in person, gosh, four times? Three or four times? I've I've called a lot of games at Carver-Hawkeye Arena this year and seen them in person. They're not a very athletic team. They're not an over. When you have Garza, Frederick, and Bohannon on the floor, they're not. They're not a very laterally athletic team, and Oregon is super athletic. And speaking of the matchup zones that both teams play, there are concerns both ways with that. Here's the thing: it's harder to get conventional post ups when you're going against a matchup zone. So Luca Garza might got hit, and might not get his normal touches in the block. At his normal spots, which is obviously concerning for Iowa, but it's also easier to lose shooters when you're in a matchup zone, which is concerning for Oregon because Iowa is a great three-point shooting team with Wiese, Camp, and Frederick. So I think I think this maybe is the game of the weekend. I, re, I think it's maybe the game of the opening weekend. But I'm going to go with Oregon. I'm going to go with Oregon ups in the upset. I got Oregon over Iowa. Okay, so Sweet Sixteen matchups now in the West Region. We got the one seed Gonzaga versus the five seed Creighton Blue J- Creighton Blue Jays, and you know you, both teams they both want to play fast. They both want to shoot out. They both teams can shoot the three. Both teams have great point guards. I think this game is going to resemble like a, a Western Conference NBA game. I mean, it's going to be a track meet because Creighton's not going to try and slow it down for anybody. They don't give. They don't. They don't give a shit. I mean, that's how they play. You know Gonzaga's like bring it, and the reality is, in a track meet, Gonzaga's just got too much firepower. They just I, I think, I and and I think the guy that's the difference in this game is Drew Timmy. I just don't think Creighton would have an answer for 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 Drew Timmy inside. So I got Gonzaga knocking out my Creighton Blue Jays and marching onto the Elite Eight. Then you look at the uh, the six seed USC Trojans versus seven seed Oregon Ducks in the Sweet Sixteen. Little pla- little Pac twelve flavor here. Um, now, these two teams only played once in the regular season, a USC won. The game was in L.A., it was at USC. I think Oregon wins this rematch. I just think their top five guys, when they're together, when they're healthy, they're on the floor, they're scary good. I think the matchup zone is going to disjoint Mobley a little bit, and I think Chris to going to have a big, big tournament. I'm going to take Oregon over USC. So then in the regional final, the West regional final, in the Elite Eight, You have the one seed Gonzaga Bulldogs versus the Oregon Ducks. Now, I think in this game, I think Oregon's three quarter court press could slow Gonzaga down a little bit, and that matchup zone could give Gonzaga a few issues. But Gonzaga will eventually figure it out and and know how to attack it. They got a high IQ team. They got good offensive rebounders. They got good shooters. They 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 just they check all the boxes, man. Because the other thing you got to keep in mind is. Gonzaga played Iowa earlier this year, so they've seen some matchup zone. I mean, at this point, it, it, probably everybody's thrown everything they can at Oregon, so it's probably not, or at, at Gonzaga, so there's probably not too much that Mark View hasn't seen. But, you know, they saw matchup zone against Iowa in December, and they almost hung 100 on the Hawkeyes. Now, I love me some Dana Altman, played for the man, but Gonzaga, too good, too deep, too talented. I got Gonzaga beating Oregon in the regional final. And I got Gonzaga winning the West and heading to the final four. All right, my thanks to Pella. If you're thinking about a new window or a new door, now is the time. Check them out online on the web at PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. And uh, my thanks to my good friends at Runza. Best fries on the planet, great burgers, cheese runza, delicious. The food is simply fantastic. Runza makes it all better. Ahura Media Production.